347-989-8142. Weekly News Hour begins right now. You are tuned into the Weekly News Hour. Alex is going to recap the latest in this week's current news, sports, entertainment, and much more. Plus, he will take a blast from the past, and we will all learn about this day in history. So let's get this news station started. The News Hour is ready for blast off, starting now. We're going to start with today in history. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd, the 83rd day of 2016. There are 283 days left in the year. Today's highlight in history, on March 23rd, 1775, Patrick Henry delivered an address to the Virginia Promenical Convention in which he said to have declared Give me liberty or give me death. On this date, in 1806, explorers Meriwether Lewis and William Clark, having reached the Pacific coast, began their journey back east. In 1942, the first Japanese Americans evacuated by the U.S. Army during World War II arrived at the internment camp in Manzer, California. In 1956, Pakistan became an Islamic Republic. In 1965, America's first two-person space mission took place as Gemini 3 blasted off with astronauts Virgil Grissom and John W. Young aboard for a nearly five-hour flight. In 1973, before sentencing a group of Watergate break-in defendants, Chief U.S. District Judge John Sirica read aloud a letter he received from James W. McCord, Jr., which said there had been political pressure to plead guilty and remain silent. In 2001, Russia's orbiting Mir space station ended its 15-year odyssey with a planned fiery plunge into the South Pacific. Ten years ago, in 2006, U.S. and British forces freed three Christian peace activists, one Briton and two Canadians, near Baghdad, ending a four-month hostage ordeal that saw an American in the group killed. Police took DNA samples from 46 members of the Duke University lacrosse team after a woman hired to dance for a party charged she had been raped. Three players were indicted on charges of attacking a woman, but the rape counts were later dropped and the players exonerated. Five years ago, in 2011, Academy Award-winning actress Elizabeth Taylor died in Los Angeles at the age of 79 years old. 
One year ago, in 2015, Senator Ted Cruz launched his bid for the Republican presidential nomination at Liberty University, a Christian school in Lichtenberg, Virginia, founded by the late Reverend Jerry Falwell. Today's birthdays, comedian Marty Allen is 94. Movie director Mark Reddial is 87. International Motorsports Hall of Famer Craig Redlove is 79. Singer-producer Rick Oksak is 67. Actor Richard Greco is 51. Country musician Kevin Griffin of Yankee Gray is 51. Actress Marion Hinkle is 50. Rock singer-musician Damian Alburn from Blur is 48. Actress singer Melissa Erico is 46. Rock musician John Humphrey of the Nixons is 46. And actor Nicholas Wright is 34. I would like to wish everyone celebrating a birthday today or this week a very happy birthday. So if you have a birthday on March 23rd or birthdays this week, happy birthday from Alice Cardinelli and the American Variety Network. And happy Easter, everyone. Easter is this Sunday. The thought for today, when people say, she's got everything, I've got one answer. I haven't had tomorrow. That was from Elizabeth Taylor. She was born in 1932, and she died in 2011. And that is Today in History. Here we go with our first news story. This is a bizarre, strange, but also kind of funny story to start us off. 11-year-old Minnesota boy leads police chase in a stolen cement truck. Authorities in Minnesota say an 11-year-old boy is in custody after stealing a cement truck from a contractor and leading of officers on a chase. Sheriff's officials say the chase started about 3 p.m. Sunday in Dodge Center when the boy drove the truck onto Highway 14 toward Byron. A state patrol helicopter tracked the truck by air. Officers followed on the ground where speeds reached 65 to 70 miles per hour. Two squad cars were damaged during the pursuit. The chase went on for about an hour before the boy was arrested at a Den End Street. It ended when the cement truck ran over stop sticks and one of its tires came off, CBS Minnesota reported. Canton police officer Gary Schofield, whose squat car was rammed by the suspect during the chase, tells the Associated Press the driver was an 11-year-old boy. Wow! Holy cow! I remember personally 
as an 11-year-old kid who I used to dream about stealing a car and driving it, but I never did it. It's a crime. It's almost funny in a way. Actually, it is very funny. Luckily, he did not hurt himself or hurt or kill anyone else. I wonder how the hell he was able to steal a truck and drive it. We will never, ever know. Where the hell were his parents in this situation? We'll never know. All right. Now we're getting ready for our next story. And we are going to get into a sad news story. Please prepare for a sad, tragic news story. ISIS claims credit for terror attacks at Brussels Airport and Metro Station. ISIS has claimed credit for Tuesday morning's rush hour attacks in Brussels, which left at least 31 people dead and more than 180 injured. As many as 31 people were killed and more than 180 injured as coordinated terrorist bombings rocked the Brussels airport and subway system during rush hour Tuesday morning in the Belgian capital. Two bombings at Zeventem Airport, where 11 people were reportedly killed, and another at the metro station in the Melbeck section near the European Union headquarters, where the mayor's office said 20 were killed, were almost immediately confirmed as terrorism. The attack at the airport was repeatedly or excuse me, reportedly accompanied by shouts in a Rubik and gunfire, and an unexplained suicide belt was reportedly found in the aftermath. What we feared has happened. We were hit by blind attacks, said Belgian Prime Minister Charles Michael. We are at war, French Prime Minister Manuel Valls said Tuesday, we have been subject for the last few months in Europe to acts of war. The acts, which Belgian authorities said were suicide bombings, came four days after the main suspect in the November Paris attacks was arrested in Brussels, and even as Brussels was braced for new attacks. A source told Fox News that a credible ISIS social media account posted the message, Muscle Revenge for the Kufr Capital Brussels, but it was not definitive that the terror group was behind the attacks. The first two explosions rocked the departure hall at the Brussels airport shortly after 8 a.m. local time. Early reports placed a number of dead at 13, with as many as 81 wounded, although the death toll was later revised downward to 11. 
Witnesses told the Associated Press that one occurred at an American Airlines counter and the other near a Starbucks cafe. American Airlines said in a statement that none of its employees were among the dead or injured and later tweeted from its verified account that the blast did not occur at its check-in row. There were two explosions in the departure area, one probably caused by a suicide bomber, said Belgian federal prosecutor Fredwerk Van Liu of the attack on the airport. One of the airport bombs may have been in a suitcase, a U.S. official told the Associated Press, and local TV reported that it may have been loaded with nails. Witnesses recounted a horrifying and chaotic scene. First, there was one explosion. Everyone started to run, and panic broke out. Then a second explosion was heard. One witness told the Brussels Times about the airport explosion. People react outside Brussels airport after explosions rocked the faculty in Brussels, Belgium, Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016. Explosions rocked the Brussels airport and the subway system Tuesday. Zach Munzan, who arrived on a flight from Geneva about 10 minutes before the first blast, told BFM television that the second louder explosion brought down ceilings and ruptured pipes, mixing water with blood from victims. It was atrocious. The ceilings collapsed, he said. There was blood everywhere, injured people, bags everywhere. We were walking in the debris. It was a war scene, he said. Rest in peace to all of the deceased. Right here on American Variety Network on Weekly News Hour, I would like to take a moment of silence for everybody who lost their lives in Tuesday morning's tragedy in Brussels, Belgium. Please join me in a moment of silence. Alright, what a very sad tragedy. Very, very sad. I don't know what this world is coming to, but all these bombings and all these shootings have to stop. I don't ever want to talk about another tragedy here on Weekly News Hour, but I know I probably will in the future. On to our next story, which is a pretty uh, good story. Hulk Hogan, Gawker jury awards $25 million in punitive damages. A Florida jury awarded a total of $25 million in punitive damages on Monday in the Hulk Hogan sex tape trial, hitting Gawker Media with a $15 million judgment and its owner, Nick Denton, with $10 million. Jurors also assessed $100,000 against A.J. Del Rio, 
the Gawker editor who decided to post the edited sex video and wrote the post that accompanied it. The punitive damages are in addition to the $115 million the jury imposed Friday after two weeks of trial. Hogan originally sued Gawker after it posted a video of him having sex with his then best friend's wife. Hogan said he did not know he was being taped. Hogan's lawyer had asked jurors Monday to add punitive damages to the $115 million judgment. Gawker's lawyer pleaded that the existing verdict was already debilitating for the company. During brief closing arguments Monday, Hogan's lawyer, Kenneth Turkle, said, Gawker Media's gross revenues in 2015 were $48.7 million, and that founder Nick Denton has a total of $121 million, including a $3.6 million Manhattan condo. Gawker Media is worth $83 million, the lawyer said. Del Rio, the editor, has no assets, the lawyer said. They said Del Rio has $27,000 in student loan debt. Turrell had asked the jury to decide on a punitive amount as both punishment to Gawker and to a deterrent to other media companies. Jurors have an ability to send a message, Turkle said, adding that Gawker acted with reckless disregard when it posted an edited version of the sex video. The former professional wrestler told a gaggle of reporters outside the courthouse Monday that he and his legal team made history. Hogan said, He thought we protected a lot of people from going through what I went through. The smiling 62-year-old who wore all black throughout the three-week trial added that he's been overwhelmed with support by fans. Everywhere I show up, people treat me like I'm still the champion, he said. Hogan's lawyer, David Houston, told Fox News his legal team was ecstatic with the verdict. It sends a clear message to those who would invade the privacy of another. If you do so, you do so at your peril, he said. This was never a First Amendment case, and quite honestly, it was an assault on the First Amendment to suggest so. I'm just finally glad that this whole Hogan Gawker case is finally over, and I hope eventually Hulk Hogan will uh, return to the WWE. I believe he will eventually return to the WWE. On to our next story. Well, it is Easter week, so it's only fitting we have an Easter news story, but You would think not one of this sort. This is kind of strange and really odd. 
a mall Easter bunny, and a father scraffles after child slips. So the Easter bunny and a father scuffled. The Easter bunny has scuffled in a mall brawl. A mall Easter bunny and a father got into a fight Sunday after the man's child slipped from a chair while getting her picture taken, Jersey City Police said Monday. A video posted on Twitter on Sunday evening shows a chaotic scene at the Newport Center in Jersey City, Jersey City, excuse me, New Jersey, near an area set up to take photos with the Easter Bunny. Juan Jimenez Guerrero, 44 years old, verbally and physically attacked Kaysom Charles, 22 years old, who was playing the role of the Easter Bunny after Jimenez Guerrero's year-old daughter slipped said city spokeswoman Jennifer Morrell. She said both men were taken to a hospital with minor injuries. Both men were charged with aggravated assault and disorderly conduct, and each also had warrants. It wasn't known Monday night if either man had retained an attorney. The video shows Charles wearing the body portion of the bunny costume fighting and then being separated by security. A few seconds later, Charles appeared again, throws off his white bunny gloves, and exchanges more punches. The safety of guests and cast members is of utmost importance, said Charles Russell, a spokesman for the NOR programs, which runs the Easter Bunny photo program. We will continue to investigate this incident and take appropriate action. Russell said other employees have been assigned to fill the role of the Easter Bunny. Wow, that certainly is really crazy. Imagine taking your son or your daughter to get a picture of the Easter Bunny, and you have to deal with the Easter Bunny fighting a parent. That is really bizarre, and that just goes to show how uh, weird today's society is and how offensive and how bad some of our society is. Anyway, moving on to our next news. Smartphones could soon replace ATM cards. Smartphones are becoming more integrated into our everyday daily lives. Several banks will soon allow the smartphone to replace our ATM cards. They may look like every other ATM, but with this one, customers can use their phone and leave their debit card at home. No fumbling to get your wallet out of your purse or find your debit card, said Michelle Moore, head of digital banking at Bank of America. Moore said the ATMs are equipped with an NFC reader that senses an ATM card stored in your smartphone. It works when you hold your smartphone over the reader and see a check mark, then enter your PIN as if you were using a plastic debit card. Then you select how much to withdraw and from what account and everything is complete. 
other banks, including Chase and Wells Fargo, plan to introduce cardless ATMs this year. Chief Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com, Greg McBride, believes the plastic card will eventually go by the wayside. You're going to see phones play a bigger role in routine transactions. Experts say the phone is safer than a plastic card because a thief would need to unlock a stolen phone and also know the victim's PIN number. The phone could also solve the problem of skimming, where criminals rig an ATM slot with a tiny reader that can steal card information. A handful of ATMs have the technology right now, but Bank of America plans to have it in 3,000 machines by the end of the year. That is very, very cool. And next Friday, I'm going to be getting a cell phone, so that's going to be helping me out as well. All right, we're on to another sad news story. Police investigate deaths at Disney's Contemporary Resort. A March 22nd death at Disney's Contemporary Resort is being investigated by the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Police investigators say they believe the person took their own life. The monorails were temporarily shut down due to the crime scene, but a Disney spokesperson has confirmed that they are back up and running now. She said the incident is all being handled by the sheriff's office. So I hope that that person rests in peace. All right. Our next news story is about the Brussels attack in Berlin. American team survives attack in Brussels, his third brush with terrorism. An American injured in the Brussels terrorist attacks has already been impacted previous terror attacks in Boston and Paris, his family said. Mason Wells, 19 years old, was injured in the bombing at the Brussels airport along with two other American Mormon missionaries who had gone to help check in other missionaries who were traveling to the United States. Wells suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon, sharp nail injuries, as well as second and third degree burns on his face and hands after the bombing, his father, Chad Wells, told ABC News. The teen missionary had previously been impacted by other terror attacks in Paris and Boston. This is his third terrorist attack, Chad Wells said, noting he was with his son just a block from the Boston Marathon bombing in my home state, by the way. This is the third time that sadly in our society that we have a connection to a bomb blast, Wells told ABC News. We live in a dangerous world, and not everybody is kind and loving. 
Will said that during the Boston Marathon bombing, he was with his son a block away from the finish line where the bombing took place, waiting for Mason Wells' mother who ran the marathon. It had shaken their bodies, and he had taken Mason to our hotel and said to stay there. Kimberly Wells told ABC News of her son and husband being near the Boston bombing. Mason was very calm and composed. The family said Wells was in France during the Paris attacks last year that led to a wide mobilization to fight the terrorists and disrupt future attacks. Mason has always assured us that he is safe and careful, Kimberly Wells said. I told him, first and foremost, always be aware of your surroundings. Please be very careful when you're traveling. Be very observant to people around you. Chad Wells said they were able to speak to their son, who was in the hospital, and they're optimistic he will make a full recovery. They said the teenager was basically at ground zero of the blast. He shared with us that he was extremely close to the blast where he was burned by it, Chad Wells said. It's a blessing from God. He's alive. Chad Wells said his son is a strong kid who is able to remain calm throughout the ordeal today. I think the Boston experience helped him to stay calm, Chad Wells said. He explained a Mormon official relayed to the Wells family that Mason, despite being on the ground and bleeding, was actually had a sense of humor and remained calm throughout the situation. That's our Mason. The family said that their main concern is that Mason will be able to pursue his dream of joining the U.S. Naval Academy despite his injuries and that he has always wanted to serve his country in the military. This way we get back on our feet after something like this happens is a true test of character, Chad Wells said. He was blessed significantly by God. We see a blessing by this, not a terrible curse. And that is a really unique story. All right, so that's 35 minutes of news so far. I think it's time for us to take our commercial break and our intermission. And during this commercial break and intermission, we're going to hear two songs followed by our commercials and our show reminders. When we come back, we're going to have more news, and we're going to have a look around the country weather-wise. And I have some news for the American Variety Network. The songs we're going to hear during this week's commercial break are My Immortal and Marvin Gaye, Sexual Healing. Now, the reason I'm going to be playing My Immortal is a tribute to everyone who lost their life or was injured in the terrorist attacks in Brussels in, uh, in, uh, or the terrorist attacks that took place in Brussels this Tuesday. And I'm a big fan of the sexual healing Marvin Gaye song. Coming up next, next. 
more news, plus a look at the weather around the country and some good news for American Variety Network. Don't go anywhere. Here is my immortal and Marvin Gaye sexual healing, followed by our commercials. And when we come back, we're going to have plenty more news for you.
Carob Sea is the proud sponsor of the American Variety Network. Carob Sea provides tropical fish keepers with quality products such as live sand for saltwater aquariums, which will help cycle your aquarium. Life Rock, the best and safest alternative to live rock without the unwanted pests. The best line of aquarium chemicals for both fresh and salt water. Next time you need quality products for your tank, give Carob Sea a try. Check us out at CarobSea.com. Saltwater Fish Keepers, are you looking to purchase a new saltwater fish, a new coral, or some new saltwater inverts? Would you like to receive a 15% discount? Well, now you can. Aqua Alex, American Variety Network, and Blue Zoo Aquatics are now offering you 15% off your order with Blue Zoo Aquatics by simply using the code AVN coupons, all capital letters. So the next time you order from Blue Zoo Aquatics, enter the coupon code AVN coupons, all in capital letters. This promotion lasts from now until the end of March. So make sure you save. 15% off your next order with Blue Squad. Do you remember the first time we came here? Mm. All right, what was I wearing? You had a blue, you had a red sweater on, like a dress, like a blousey kind of a, a swoosh. Joey! You do remember. Let me help you with this. How could I forget? <laughs> Every time you experience a meal from our kitchen, it's as good as the first. Always delicious. Always affordable. It's no big surprise. It's Hi, I'm Jeremy Stillhorn of Blossom City Radio, inviting you to listen at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 Central to the American Variety Network. Blossom City Radio is a talk show that highlights the amazing people, places, and things in the Southern Illinois St. Louis area. Tune in to hear my fun guests such as musicians, artists, politicians, and hobby clubs. Thank you for listening. See you Tuesday. Next Friday, March 25th, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on the Mass Effect. School of Fish Inc. owner Dave will be our special guest, and Dave will talk about his fish store, School of Fish Inc. Plus, our featured businesses will be Tony's Pizza and Restaurant and Big Y World Class Market. Plus, find out about the latest news and events happening in Massachusetts, and find out what's on our bulletin board for next Friday. So join us next Friday, March 25th, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Massachusetts Residence, for our second episode of The Mass Effect. Next Saturday, March 26th, 2016, live on Saturday Live with Alice Cardinelli. It turns into a special Easter celebration. For the first time ever, Saturday Live with AC celebrates a 
holiday. Our special guest is Angie Rafferty. Angie has overcome cancer, and she's going to share her story with us. Plus, I'll answer your questions and ask away with Alex Cardinelli. And the show turns Easter by me talking about Easter candy, my favorite Easter memories, giving out Easter recipes, and more. Expect to hear Easter music and some funny Easter audio clips. So celebrate Easter just one night before Easter the holiday, before Easter Sunday. So, join the Easter scene, Saturday Live with Alice Cardinelli, next Saturday, March 26th, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. It's the Easter Bunny, Alice Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to join me on Easter morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific, as I celebrate Easter with all of you, my listeners, live right here on American Variety Welcome back to the American Variety Network on Blog Talk Radio, the one and only podcast for hardworking Americans that has a show for everyone. Now let's get back to the show here as your host, Alex Cardinali in the Springfield, Massachusetts studio. You are tuned into the Weekly News Hour. Alex is going to recap the latest in this week's current news, sports, entertainment, and much more. Plus, he will take a blast from the past, and we will all learn about this day in history. So let's get this news station started. The News Hour is ready for blast off, starting now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Weekly News Hour, the March 23rd edition. I'm Alice Cardinelli, and you were just listening to our intermission and our commercial break here on American Variety Network. If you're just tuning in now, you missed some of our top news stories for this week, including the Brussels terrorist attack, also an Easter bunny fighting a dad in a mall, and 11-year-old kid driving a cement truck. All that took place before our commercial break, but I still have a lot coming up here on the show. Don't forget, if you are listening live, you can call in at 1-347-989-8142 to share your thoughts on any of our news stories that we have for you. 
or you can interact with the show. I've got two more news stories that I'm going to share, and then I'm going to discuss the weather around the country, and then I'm going to talk about news for the American Variety Network. So, let's dive right back into it, shall we? Apple's move downstream means lower app spends. In a move that could impact marketers' mobile revenue streams, Apple introduced the 4-inch iPhone SE March 21st, which comes with Touch ID and Apple Pay. Most of the news out of yesterday's events was expected, including the new iPhone, a smaller iPad Pro, and a lower starting price for the Apple Watch. One surprising moment came when Apple CEO Tim Cook addressed the company's ongoing entanglement with the government over assessing encrypted data on a phone involved in the San Bernardino shooting, with Mr. Cook saying the company will fight the feds on the issue. We forecast a 4-inch model to account for 1 in 10 of Apple's iPhone shipments worldwide in 2016, said Neil Mostyn, executive director of Global Wireless Practice at Strategy Analytics. Marketers need to be aware that Apple is now moving downstream, he said. Apple is pushing the iPhone into the hands of less affluent consumers with smaller displays who are likely to spend less money on apps than existing premium iPhone owners. A maturing market. With the smartphone market showing signs of maturing and sales growth leveling off, Apple and others are looking to the devices into as many hands as possible. For the past couple of years, the focus has been on bigger phones, as this has been one of the fastest growing areas, reflecting how consumers are using their devices to consume video and other content. However, according to Apple, many consumers have voiced their desire for the company to continue making 4-inch phones. Looking to meet the needs of these consumers, Apple unveiled the new iPhone SE yesterday, a 4-inch phone with similar performance as the iPhone 6S. However, with strategy analytics forecasting the iPhone SE will account for just 10% of Apple's smartphone sales this year. It is. It appears that smaller screens are likely to be a niche market while larger phones continue to gain ground. Apple is the number two smartphone brand with a 19% share of worldwide shipments in the fourth quarter of 2015. Trying to reignite excitement, the iPhone SE will come equipped with Apple Pay capabilities and will start at $399. It will be available on March 31st. The company also introduced a smaller 9.7-inch iPad Pro. Apple captured 23% market share of all tablets shipped worldwide 
in the fourth quarter of 2015, making it the leading manufacturer in this segment, according to Strategy Analytics. The Apple Watch was also part of the event, with new bands introduced a lower starting price of $299. Our last news story for this week. Texas child fatally struck by car picking him up at daycare. Officials say a four-year-old boy has died after an 81-year-old woman picking him up from a hospital daycare didn't realize he was in her sport utility vehicle and he was struck. The Harris County Sheriff's Office said the boy was struck Tuesday outside KD Learning Center, located in a shopping center. When the driver got out of the moving vehicle to try to help the boy, the vehicle continued in reverse, slamming into the daycare. No one inside the daycare was hurt. Harris County Sheriff's Office spokesman Thomas Gilliland says the woman was picking up her grandchild and the four-year-old, something she did regularly and had permission from his family to do. The child was taken to a hospital by helicopter where he was pronounced dead, unfortunately. Rest in peace to that child. And that is all of our news stories for this week. And now we're going to get into weather around the country. Here we go. So, we're going to go over to the weather uh, around the country. Current temperature is right now. It's 8.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's 74 degrees in Miami, 70 degrees in Orlando, 72 degrees in New Orleans, 78 degrees in San Antonio, 78 degrees in Dallas, it's 53 degrees in Albuquerque, it is 65 degrees in Washington, D.C., 66 degrees in New York, 62 degrees in Boston, 67 degrees in St. Louis, 39 degrees in Chicago, 30 degrees in Minneapolis, 39 degrees in Omaha, 30 degrees in Denver, 50 degrees in Billings, 53 degrees in Boise, 49 degrees in Seattle, 61 degrees in San Francisco, and 72 degrees in Los Angeles. So we all have wonderful weather taking place currently. Let's look at the weather for Thursday. It's going to be sunny in Miami. It's going to be sunny with a chance of rain and thunderstorm in New Orleans tomorrow. It's going to be sunny with a chance of storms in San Antonio. It'll be sunny in Dallas. It'll be sunny in Atlanta. It'll be sunny in Washington, D.C. with a chance of rain. It'll be rainy in New York. It'll be rainy in Mass. It'll be sunny in St. Louis. It'll be sunny in Minneapolis. It'll be sunny in Omaha, sunny in Denver, sunny in Albuquerque, sunny in Los Angeles, sunny in San Francisco, and it will be sunny in, uh, it'll be cloudy in Seattle and rainy in Billings. That's the weather for Thursday. And that's the only weather I can uh, um, uh, give out nationally on this show because this show is national. So I try to cover the whole country as best as I physically and uh, can. All right. So 
now we're going to get into our final news for today's show, and that is news for the American Variety Network. Now, we have our second episode of The Mass Effect airing this Friday, March 25th, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, and that's for every Massachusetts resident. We debuted with great success last Friday, and I cannot wait to air again this Friday. Our special guest this Friday is School of Fish, Inc. owner Dave. So School of Fish, Inc. is going to be our special guest. Our business spotlight is going to be Tony's Pizza and Big Y, and I'm going to promote both Tony's and Big Y. I'm going to have local Massachusetts news, local Massachusetts sports, local mass weather, local mass community happenings, and more. I'll have a discussion on Easter in Massachusetts. So I'll discuss Easter buffets, Easter events, and more in Massachusetts. I'll have Big Y weekly sales and more. And I've got a lot more coming up for you, Mass residents. But check out the Mass Effect this Friday, March 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then on Saturday, March 26th, I've got an Easter scenes Saturday live with Alice Cardinelli. Special guest will be Angie Rafferty. There'll be Easter discussions and Easter Italian egg bread recipe. Ask away with Alice Cardinelli, where I'll answer your questions. Submit your questions to American Variety Network at Comcast.net and more. And then I've got my Easter morning show on uh, March 27th, Easter morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. So tune in for that as well. All right, my last news for you. There will be no weekly news hour next Wednesday, March 30th, 2016. So next Wednesday, do not expect to hear a weekly news hour because we're not airing next week because it's my friend's birthday. Uh, A host here on American Variety Network is celebrating his birthday. So next Wednesday, March 30th, live at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be hosting Jeremy's Birthday Celebration, where we're going to have callers, I'm going to play Jeremy's favorite music, and much more. So next Wednesday, join me for Jeremy's Birthday Celebration right here on American Variety Network. Weekly News Hour will return the first Wednesday of April. So in two weeks, we're going to have our next episode of Weekly News Hour. And I'm pretty sure in two weeks' time, there's going to be a lot of news to cover. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us tonight. I would like to say thank you to everybody tuned into tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I hope you guys enjoyed the news that I had for you. Next Wednesday, like I said, I've got Jeremy's birthday show. I'll see you in two weeks for some more news. Happy Easter, everyone. I want you to have a great Easter, and I want you to enjoy Easter with your family. Join the Mass Effect this Friday. Join Saturday Live with Alice Cornelia, our Easter scene show. And join my Easter morning show this Easter morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Good night, everyone. Next Friday, March 25th, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on The Mass Effect, School of Fish, Inc. owner Dave will be our special guest, and Dave will talk about his store, 
School of Fish, Inc. Plus, our featured businesses will be Tony's Pizza and Restaurant and Big Y World Class Market. Plus, find out about the latest news and events happening in Massachusetts and find out what's on our bulletin board for next Friday. So join us next Friday, March 25th, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Massachusetts Residence, for our second episode of The Mass Effect. Next Saturday, March 26th, 2016, live on Saturday Live with Alice Cardinelli. It turns into a special Easter celebration. For the first time ever, Saturday Live with AC celebrates a holiday. Our special guest is Angie Rafferty. Angie has overcome cancer, and she's going to share her story with us. Plus, I'll answer your questions and ask away with Alice Cardinelli. And the show turns Easter by me talking about Easter candy, my favorite Easter memories, giving out Easter recipes, and more. Expect to hear Easter music and some funny Easter audio clips. So celebrate Easter just one night before Easter the holiday, before Easter Sunday. So... Join the Easter-themed Saturday Live with Alice Cardinelli next Saturday, March 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. It's the Easter Bunny, Alice Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to join me on Easter morning. Thoughts on the show or to chat with other members. Have a good night and thanks for listening. <laughs>